the little red dot what's going on everybody smiley's garden we just uh went live for the wormhole so i'm sitting here rolling up a joint hoping somebody joins in and hangs out with me for a minute and uh i can maybe figure out how to get chat up without doing double noises but <laughs> sorry i was busy the other night chilling and chat with everybody let me bring this up here you guys will hear me hold on just uh went live stop there it is now i get to see chat what's going on cj icony how you guys doing hope everybody had a uh good week it's fucking saturday night chill and hang out i guess it's sunday morning now 220 i'm a little behind on this one we'll get to fire them up what's going on blind cat 420 cheers y'all johnny canner cedar you got what's the up, uh, smiley what's going on man what's up brother got your gift package the other day i see i did Got my gift basket. <laughs> should, keep you, should keep you busy for a minute, right? Like, Oh, know. my God. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. That'll definitely keep me busy for a couple of minutes. Turn that sideways there. I know. I was going to send you just all the ones I did, and then I'm like, I don't know, man. I got those other ones in the package were um, handed to me at the Gene uh, Traders, so they're fairly fresh, and uh, from Sticky Mitten. Which he's he's a YouTuber here in Michigan too. Sticky Mitten Cannabis, I think, is the YouTube it's under. So I've I've right. heard of that. I've heard of that name before. I've heard it mentioned. I'm pretty sure Eagle did an interview with him. Or, yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure he's got one of the episodes. I'd have okay. to look back, That would have to be where I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, some of them I don't know what to expect, but you know. Yeah, it's exciting. I tell you. Those Mac Mosa ones are uh, actually pretty expensive. So, are they really? Wow. Well, uh, I already ran it. I got it going right now, and I'm not gonna crack the rest of them. So I just sent them to you to, to run them out because I figured, I don't know, run them, see what you think. If there's a big difference between expensive beans and bag seeds, you know. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. I'm excited to try that out. Yeah, I I uh, accidentally, uh, well, I was going through thinning out a few of my uh, my plants in the flower, and I was doing some snipping. Normally, I do it with my fingers, and I was using my my skizzers, and I went and I snipped off uh, the whole top of one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know that should happen. So off I just took it off your finger. That? You snipped your oh, finger? No, 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 no. I, I snipped the tip off of one of my uh, my plants. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. We so watched. I just took that sucker and I pulled a couple leaves off and I just stabbed it into the sand and managed to. <laughs> it's like I just yeah. took another clump, you know. <laughs> yeah, it works. Yeah. What the heck? Roll I needed to take it. a clump off of that one, anyways. That was one of my that was one of my mystery beans, not beans, but uh, 
it was one of those where the plant was growing. It was just about ready to be transferred into flower. And, and lo and behold, there's a little plant growing up down below it, you know, little seedling that popped up. So that one there is where I got one of the clones off of clones. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> you know you're hustling and hurrying when you go to snip one. Like, I don't know if you hold the hold the branches and snip with your scissors kind of thing, like when you're doing some of that. I've caught the end of my finger where it goes through the stem, but the, snip, the scissors are just at the end of your finger, you know what I'm saying? I caught oh, it. man. Oh, that'll sing, too. Oh, man, that, that just made my, that made me hurt just thinking about that. Man. Yeah, because you don't feel the scissors on your finger, and then when it snaps through the stem is when it gets you, you know what I'm saying? And it, so it's got some momentum already going, too. <laughs> Slice right I've gotten myself a couple times that way. I'm like, oh, man, i got to slow down. It's fucking crazy. Lose a finger. Yeah, I could only imagine. Yeah, that would not be any good. That would not be any good at all. I've heard people snipping their fingers and stuff, but I've, I, have, I haven't gotten close yet, so I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, just take your time. I don't. That's when you're. Well, I'm. I'm not in any hurry. When I was doing that, I just couldn't see what I was doing, and I was just doing it with the scissors, you know. <laughs> and then I, the whole top went. Whoop, and I said, "Oh shoot!" Didn't mean to cut that one. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. I think you took it. it was, well. Yeah, it was a simple fix. I just. Took it and stabbed it into the into the dirt or to the sand and and man she's growing like a weed, you know. That's what weeds do in sand. Yeah, I've got a I've got a full on bud that came off of this one right here that I snipped off of a, a section over here. It's about about that big, you know, good two inches tall, and that sucker's it's in their root. Got a reveg project. Yeah, that's the first time I've ever put a a bud of that nature and tried to reveg, or not really reveg. It's actually a monster clone because it's taking a clone that you cut or a, a bud you cut off and sticking it into the the dirt for it to root. So if you're revegging, that's coming from the pot. It's still in the pot. I would think a reveg would be, right? Either way, there's a lot of guys reveg a clone in a clone form like that. What's up, Redfoot? What's up? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm all right. <clears throat> but yeah, reveg is just going from the flower state back to a vegetative state. So it'll do it whether you that bud you cut will do it or whether you left it on the rootstock, you know. Well, I've never had real success at all with uh, doing a bud. No. Or snipping it off and cloning it. I've never had any luck with that at all. Put the sand tech to the test, Johnny. We got the sand tech put to the test. I'm telling you, I put that sucker in on the 20th. I put it in on the 20th. I'll bet that sucker's rooted already. It's still solid green. It hasn't lost any of the pistols. The pistols all look good. What are you gonna leave you know? it in there until you start seeing new growth or something? Well, no. I I could give it a check. Let's see, the 20th. That would be uh 
man, that's that's uh, eleven days already. I bet that sucker's fully rooted. Yeah. Get the spoon. Well, let's, let's see. Let's see. Okay, man. That's it. That's it. Is <laughs> it really? It's done that long. I don't know how you tell because, like, on the cubes, you can kind of pick them up and see the roots coming through. So you got to kind of, I don't know, do a little digging to see what, right? Yeah, let's uh, let's see what's on here. I will uh, around here. Let's pull this baby out. Yeah, I'm clones, man. Uh, I know, I know, and those are mostly clones. Getting out of control, Johnny. Out of control. I'm, tell I'm telling you, I don't know what to do with myself sometimes. Yeah. I'm grabbing this thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it out so I can work on it out here. Everybody does that too. I think I shouldn't say everybody. No. I've seen so many people do that too, where you like you set up your room, you get all excited, and then like veg takes for fucking ever, and you want to just flip them into flour. It's right. Get them into flour. You got like eight times as many as you need in veg because you're all excited. <laughs> all right, let's see it. So, are you changing the sand, Johnny, or are you just leaving it? No, that's the same sand. Well, it hasn't it hasn't rooted yet, but it still looks solid. You know what I'm saying? It hasn't rooted yet, but she still looks. Major green, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's still a chance. Still a chance. I like it, man. Putting the sand tech to the test. Never before has Donnie accomplished this. So if it does work, we know. We know it's something. That'll be a that'll be a feat, you know. Yeah. But I've already got a couple of uh, a couple of beans that have popped up already. There's one right there, one right here, and that's one that I just stuck in there. It'll root up. Oh goodness! I like it. So you're popping seeds. And uh, yeah, and this one here is in the original. I mean, that's the outside dirt, you know, the sand from outside. And uh, it's got one one bean that popped in it so far. None of the other ones did, so that's interesting. We'll see how it goes. And then, not only that, I I put some of my '80s and '90s beans in there just to see if they would even do anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's supposed to be that kind of a wild type of a nutrient type of soil. So put this crap back in there. Fingers crossed, man. That's what I'm saying. It's all, it's all, you know, it doesn't even matter if it doesn't make it or not to me. You, you I mean, got seeds that are older than me, Johnny. Yes, sir, I do. <laughs> yeah. See that? It's a fake dog. It's a fake dog? A fake dog. <laughs> What's the point of that? It's just to fuck with my dog. Once I get a battery in it, I think it makes noises and shit like that, and it'll mess with my dog. So gotcha. that'll be good. It, it's, it's, it's a toy, you know, for me to mess with my dog with. Yeah. If I can't get this to switch around. Huh? Yeah. 
it was a pretty cool afternoon, man. I was uh, getting some stuff done around outside. I sifted some compost, and then uh, Big Jar grows, and his wife was out out this side of the state because of uh, uh, tulip time or whatever. So they stopped by and had dinner with us. So it was kind of cool hanging out. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah. Right on. Sounds like a great day. It is. It was a good Any day. time you get to spend with friends is a great day. That's Most definitely. Yeah, so I'm trying something uh, something new. Mr. B's Green Trees. Oh, yeah. I like the Mr. Yeah, this, this here was sent to me by uh, Miranda Family Farms. He sent this to me, and he, he said, uh, since you like testing stuff, he said, test this out for me. <laughs> so well, I cracked it open. What what is the NPK rating on it? They got like three, four different ones. That's uh, seven four four growth. There you go. Yeah, they got a bloom yep. one too. I think that's like uh, higher in the NP, the P. Yeah, so or in the end. So it's a little sample pack. You know, it's not real big, but I think I'll be able to get probably maybe ten to twelve gallons worth of uh, solution out of it. I'm thinking. Well, you'll, top, you'll just that top dress that right on the top, like a quarter cup of that on each pot, probably. What size pots? You're in them five-gallon buckets? Well, it says here if you wanted to do, uh, what is it? You add two tablespoons, two tablespoons to a gallon of water. Oh, you put it right in the water? Yeah, that's what this here said to do. So huh. I went ahead and did that. Put it right in the water, shook the crap out of it, you know, agitated it up, you know. Yeah, yeah. Did that about three, four times. And then uh, after that, I slurried it and then I poured it into my uh, container and and uh, watered my plants with it. So I went through all of my veg with, uh, well, I made three gallons worth and I fed, I fed my veg, basically. All right. Yeah, I thought it was uh, like a pre-made amendment mix where you would just top dress, kind of like the Bio Live or or. Um, well, I, I it does have Gaia, that Gaia Greens, the other one. You know. Yeah, it ha it has that in there that you can do it like that, okay. but I figured it would go further if I did it this way. I'd be able to spread yeah. it out to my plants. You know what I'm thinking? You know, I'm always trying to uh, look for the best way to go about making something. Yeah, no. As cheap as possible. <laughs> no, you can definitely spread it out further that way. I think um, what I was getting at is it'd be kind of cool to just put it on a couple of the pots, mark them so you know which pots they were, and then do your normal thing on the other pots so that way you can kind of see. Oh, you know what? That would have been a better way to go about it. That would have, yeah. <coughs> Either way, sure. It helps. But I, I already doused all of my uh, my veg anyway, so it's already got a a feeding of it. So do they they like it or not like it? Oh uh, well, they haven't said anything yet. I just did it this afternoon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're still just soaking it up right now, getting it into them. Yeah, I went around and did me a, a bunch of deleafing earlier. To clean it up so it'd be a little bit less foliage in my flower tent. I took that, a bunch of that crap out. 
Does that have humic acid in it? Does it say? I think I remember reading derived from this thing. Yeah. Get my other glasses to read. Okay, it says seabird guana, fish meal, kelp meal, fat guana, fish bone meal, rock phosphate, blood meal, langbanite, ferrosulfate, dolomite, mean meal, that's good stuff, sulfate of phosphate. Potash, oyster shell, feather meal, green sand. Hey, that's cool. Volcanic ash, glacier rock dust with uh, microbial or mycorrhiza and humic acid. Humic acid is the last ingredient. Does have humic acid in it? That's cool. Yeah. That uh, and it's all powderized. Yeah, it's. Like chunks in it yeah it's 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 very it's very powderized you know it just uh i don't know if you can see that i'm just wondering like i don't think it's going to be water soluble so you have to shake it real well to get all oh i shook yeah i shook the heck out of it you know i i was thinking you know because it does look like it's got the rock dust and stuff like that in there you can see the crushed rock and and whatnot you know so obviously that's not gonna dissolve (laughs) <laughs> right yeah yeah it's not gonna be water soluble and like right but i was able to will, uh, though, like some of the stuff in there will though so that's what you gotta kind of think about a little bit when like some of them crazy things like you can get a bunch of stuff like the bat guano is pretty soluble usually yeah, yeah. i would think the fish meal the kelp meal and the seabird guana that's you know, gonna those. change whatever NPK that is, you know, versus whatever it is just mixed up there and then you mix it in water. It's mm-hmm. totally different because all those different things have different solubilities of water. Yeah. Oh, I have I no idea how that. to measure it. Like I was trying to think like, what is it based on? Like a new, uh, a veg neuter, a bloom newt, but that seems like an all yeah, around thing is... that you could mix in a like super soil or something, yeah. I would say this would be more of a, a veg type of a mix yeah with the seven on the nitrogen seven four four but what happens if you like we're saying if we if you solubilize it if it's high phosphorus back guano whatever then that could change the npk ratio of it you might not have seven i'll have to ask the plants but it's soluble when you water too, though. You know what I mean? If you top dressed it and watered it in, it's still becoming soluble. And, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm like wondering what, what's the most soluble compared to what's the least soluble? Is the most soluble thing something that isn't high in nitrogen versus like that? Uh, well, the green sand is, I think, potassium, but that's like the lowest solubility thing that I think I heard on the list. Yeah. Well, there's us too. Rock dust in there too. Yeah, no, no, no. Gonna be so, that's the thing about yeah, rock dust. Kind on what it is. There's like uh, glacier rock the, dust. There's uh, the green sand. I would think that the <coughs> rock rock phosphate would not be a very. Um, I think it's called C ninety. Anyone ever use that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. What is that? 
It's, I think it's derived from the Sea of Cortez, but it's like salt deposits, like we talked about, where tides oh, like are speed. Yeah, it's the product is called C90. And the, the 90, well, the C is because it comes from the sea. The 90 is because supposedly it has all 90 trace minerals that plants and animals need. Where, like, a, I don't know exactly, but I think like kelp has like 77 and like rock dust has like 78. Think they're both missing a tiny bit of what the C90 has, but so, you're basically so like making diluted seawater when you mix that. It is highly water soluble because that's where it came from, but now you're basically feeding seawater to your plants. Yeah, it's definitely one that I don't think you want to do a ton of, but it's helpful on occasion. <laughs> Guys, foliar. I haven't, I haven't done that. Josh, Josh Rutherford was talking about that, where he mixed E90 with uh, full power and did a foliar, and that was like a supercharged kind of thing. I haven't had the chance to try it yet, though. So, but it's you see my gnome? Yeah, that's cool. I, I got to drill this out and put a joint right here. Yeah, there you go. And instead of having that. It's got some sort of a cigarette or a cigar or something like that. He's sitting on a donut for crying out loud. Mm. Oh yeah. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. But the uh, the C ninety, I I don't know, man. I haven't really. I guess I haven't used it in a while, actually. I got it sitting on the shelf. I did some messing around with it. I foliated it a couple times. But it wasn't the best response every time. And I wouldn't go real strong with it as far as, like, you know, tablespoons per gallon type stuff. Like, I'd keep it more in the teaspoon per gallon kind of range. Yeah, not every so often. Yeah. I don't know the effect that it would have on like some of the biology, but it is pretty cool. There's a lot of, there's a lot of historical information and knowledge about, you know, in the around and in, in and around like Egypt where they would direct the Nile river to like flood their, their fields. Mm. Every other year they would try to flood their fields with that water and let it drain back out to, yeah, it was like a known good thing for the soil and the crops would do benefit from it, you know, and, some of that's the talk I think the guy from C90 gives where he's kind of describing how some of the sea salts have been used in agriculture at certain levels or extents, you know, and obviously not in excess, but. Yeah, I think I learned about it, I want to say, through uh, Boogie Brew. You ever use that? You know what that is? Yeah. Boogie Brew? I think yeah. It's another Josh guy that has a common name that has the company, but. I think he had a whole bunch of compost tea stuff. And that's very weird now because I, I listen to a lot of shows where there are a lot of people say brewing and compost teas and that kind of stuff is bad. I don't know why, but I've heard people say that lately compost teas are inferior, contrary to what we thought. No, it's never been contrary to what we thought. It was always taken out of context is what I think was the big deal. So you know, the idea that we can just add three tablespoons of molasses per gallon to a, a compost tea is where 
some of those things get taken out of context, you know, or where like an actual tablespoon of molasses is enough to brew a thousand gallons of water, you know, so sometimes that that's where like the idea of what the fuck we're doing kind of you know but we get the moron attitude where oh oh, shit they said that much i'm gonna add this much because it's got you know what i think about that though is with uh knf and the plant ferments that you use brown sugar for because right that's a sugar that's a carbohydrate and not only are you like macerating the plant material and coating it in the brown sugar but then you have a brown sugar layer on top and when all that fucking does its thing it's like honey you know, you know, it's got to be like 50% or more straight up carbs, plus whatever it was in the plant that you were trying to ferment. But how much carbs are we doing when you're doing heavy KNF feedings? Everything's fermented with carbs, right? Every feeding, carbs, carbs, carbs. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the, um, I guess the debate against the KNF thing, but to the to the note on the side of KNF, I mean, you're mixing that at a thousand to one. Mm-hmm. So as far as like trying to say that you're, you know, yes, you can, it's highly potent, and yes, you can really overdose it really fast. And I think that's probably more more to what people do that have problems with KNF. I think they're more to the end where they're overdosing things. And I think the people that stay true, more true to the simplistic nature of it of just applying these at certain key times and you know what i'm saying and, and like it's not a big shift from from a lot of the nat other natural farming stuff you know to have this there's just a time and a place to use them you know what i'm saying and i think i think that's where i see a lot of that like if people have problems or don't like this about it or whatever it's almost like yeah but you're you know if it's used appropriately it should be it should be good. I mean, there's people that are having success with it. So the very first theory I had on that was making a plant ferment from cannabis, but finding varieties. Like if we're, uh, if you're someone that starts a lot of seeds or, you know, is doing pheno hunts or has availability to get a whole bunch of different clones and you got, you know, every grow you're doing, you're growing 10, 20, 30 different varieties you find ones that are really uh you know low susceptibility to uh, bugs or mildew or mold or insects or you know predators and that kind of thing i always thought those are the plants you want to make the ferments out of and spray the, and spray the more vulnerable ones with it because so do you be passing on those traits to the next one too well my idea came from this and i didn't even know there was people doing knf i heard about this on a podcast and then i learned about knf in the same day and i thought i wonder if the two things are related but uh this has to do with like hippie science but supposedly you can gain a uh immunity to poison ivy and uh, poison oak and that kind of shit if you have goats that tolerate eating those like the little saplings and shoots that are the most you know, uh, irritating if you rub it up against. Supposedly, there's goats that can eat it and di- digest it fine, and uh, whatever uh, squeamish alert. But fucking, if you drink the goat's piss after ingesting those poison ivies and poison oaks, supposedly, now you have immunities to poison oak and poison ivy. You, you can tolerate rubbing against. 
but you had to drink a goat's piss. <laughs> I mean, you kind of lost me at that part. Uh, Sorry, guys. Yeah, now, <laughs> now I gotta, I gotta say something about that too. Now, who was the first guy to do that? You know, what if I drink the goat's piece? That's know? the story, supposedly, <laughs> and how they discovered the uh, Bacillus subtilis or whatever was the fucking. I I forget what war or whatever, but the story was like our soldiers were over in in Afghanistan or over in the desert areas. And they were getting sick from drinking the water over there. And they noticed that, like, the local soldiers that were helping them weren't getting sick. So then they started watching them one night, and they figured out <laughs> the guys were eating, eating the camel turd or whatever. Oh. They'd eat a fresh camel turd, just one little nugget, you know what I mean? And fucking... That made that... Oh, finally, can I jump that, in on this one? I just actually heard this story, to be honest with you. And I don't, they weren't actually eating the shit from what I heard. It was the, the they just them loving on the camels. The camels were getting, the. it was transferred from, uh, the, from them loving on their camels, basically. And the camels licking their ass. And then they, the camel would turn around and lick them on their nose. Is how it was transferred. Oh. It wasn't them eating. It was them licking on them. Is how it was being transferred. Well, I, I heard, could be wrong, but I just, I just I heard, heard they that just story. thought it was funny to trick the American soldiers into eating the turd. Actually, so that was the, that was the inside. Oh so, yeah, that's what I'm. I was weary of is as I was saying that I'm like, no, this is a prank. This is a prank to get you to drink goat piss. Don't do it. <laughs> it's a snipe, <laughs> man. Don't do it. It's a snipe. Hunt. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, they're watching us. Let's act like we're eating camel shit. Right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> was the first time they were fucking mocking them. It's funny yeah. shit. Well, the Colombians did that to us too, man. Like back in the day, there was, uh, um, what is it, the Colombian Missile Crisis and all that, right? In like the 70s and shit. And the fucking, yeah. and the, the Colombians, like, the Americans I remember that. spies over there. Like we sent CIA operatives over to Colombia to, to like, you know, be spies like us or whatever, right? Yeah. The fucking Colombians knew they were there the whole time. So they just like pandered to them and were like giving them fake info and shit and sending them to different places. And then at the end of it, they filmed the motherfuckers. Every bit of it, dude. Every bit of it they had on film. Like, and then they sent it to the US government. And they put it on the air on their TV program or something. And they made a big mockery of the U.S. CIA because they freaking were like, they thought they were sneaking around and they thought they were paying off people to get information and shit. And it was all on film. And they did it like fucking documentary on how stupid they were. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah the did they have the Benny Hill theme song playing too? Something, dude. It was funny, man. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, that's good. I was like, that's <laughs> hilarious shit. Right? So I thought this of this. Your Agent Friday, you know, from the fucking Dragnet and shit. Fuck, over Facts. in Colombia. No, yeah, no, he's, he's Agent Friday over in Colombia trying to fucking get some insider information from some Colombian dude. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, see, yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, we'll help you out. Hey, man. Think of on. it more like uh, Naked Gun. Right, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, but 
I, I did think though, uh, on top of making a ferment out of those plants that you find that have those uh, tolerances to pests and mold and then whatever uh, microbes, bad microbes, uh, not only making a foliar with that, the, the uh, ferment of those plants combined, but then the finished product essential oils too. So now you do like a, like talking steam distillation run of the uh, in uh, the uh, spider mite tolerant plant, and then you do the essential oils of the powdery mildew uh, tolerant plant. So now it's a four product thing. You have the ferment from the, the spider mite tolerant one, the ferment from the powdery mildew one, the essential oil through the spider mite one, and the essential oil through the powdery mildew one. Mix all that up and spray it on your plants, dude. You got to do that and call it the red pill. It's the red pill spray. The red pill antidote. Yeah, no, man. You got a you got a patent right there. Fucking. I I thought about it. I like I said I wanted to make those air glade those glade plug in things too that make your house smell nice that are just like little essential oil ones, but take out the essential oil and put like Lost Coast Plant Therapy in. And then put those in your garden. So now your whole garden is basically fumigated with, you know, shit that the bugs don't like. Yeah, I think you could just go right to the oil at that point with the whatever oil they use in the Lost Coast. What is that? Thyme mm-hmm. oil? Yeah, yeah, you know, that's, yeah, exactly. Thyme, peppermint, whatever they use. But uh, the my theory on that was you don't have to, you know, actually introduce foliar. And this is something that you know everyone's like okay, I'll use it in veg, but I'm not going to do it in flour. Well, here's the perfect solution because now you're fumigating the air. You don't have to hit the plants with anything. You don't got to spray it on there. It's wafting in the air all around. It'd be even better and more effective in closed rooms. Well, my question to that is, is you don't want to be spraying your plants in flour with right. some of that, right? Yeah, so that's what it means. That- I don't think okay, you'd so want to have the essential oil like the like you were saying where they heat it and it kind of gives off the because that I think would have an effect on the flower too because you're still it's it's diffusing into the air right what isn't that what they call those a diffuser or whatever like that it yeah would seem like it would be breathing it into its stomatus right I would think that'd be a good thing yeah. though that's what I mean it would be a good thing because it's given the but then it would I, I the would air think itself it would... if you think of the air as like Think of if you had to swim through fucking acid or something, right? No, That's what it'd be like if the bug it. has to go through the air to get to the plant. Then even if it lands on the plant, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that, it's like if well, you I got chlorine, if, you know, if someone put a, a pandemic mask over your face with chloroform on it, you know what I mean? No, like I can't really deter them, but what I'm getting at is if you were to try that in flour, I think it would still get mixed in with the trichome oil. Really? Still have a flavor effect from it being a, even aromatically. Well, that's what I mean. I, I, we're in unventured territory. I don't know if anyone's ever done it. So I would, I would more agree with you in the drying room with that. If you have one of these in the drying room, that'd be fucked up. Right. But. In the grow room, I wouldn't think so, especially if it isn't closed room. In closed room, I could say maybe, sort of, yeah, I could see what you're saying. But in a room where exhausting, you know, like well, if, if it's going oil. straight up and out of the grow room or the place where you're growing, then it's going, it's off gassing and leaving its enclosure, you know. 
No, in concentrate, the higher the concentration got, the more likely it would be. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do it anywhere near the dry room. That's the thing. Because in the dry room, I would think it's no different than either smoking cigarettes in the dry room or burning incense or spraying an air freshener. That'd be fucked up. But in the plants, like I said, there, even if it does go in the stomata, it also transpires out too. So in and out it goes. Yeah. And the, the stomata don't work. To my understanding, they don't work like a lung like that either. It's a. And it's a, it's an exposed cell, and the reaction can actually have that takes place is just either it's either grabbing O2 or it's grabbing CO2 and releasing the O2. You know, does the like plant have does the plant rate. have uh, intake stomata and out you know exhaust stomata or is it both happening at the same time? It's, it's happening simultaneously. So the the plant the st- the stomata of the plant, to my understanding, it's always like in a, a dichotomy or a balance, right? With controlling moisture loss mm-hmm. and, and having access to CO2, at least in a C3 plant, which is what cannabis is. So, like, mm-hmm. so. Well, I, I thought of it as more of a physical thing is where the transpiration causes a siphon effect from the roots and the, the you know the root zone where water is being up to not like a straw being uptaken and then the transpiration effect is what causes whatever negative pressure in the plant that allows it to take up however much uh, water is there that's, you know that's what causes the amount however many times you got to feed or you know water your plant per day or, that's the bulk I mean, flow of it but it's still trying to balance that with yeah you know, controlling the leaf temperature and controlling, you know, I mean, the ability to do photosynthesis, because if it, if it's running short on its water source, there's a, there's a pressure attention to the water. That's how those meters work, like the blue mot meters or whatever. It works on that water tension in the soil. And basically what that means is the, the media is wanting to hold on to moisture too, right? It's It's got a resistance to evaporation in the soil. You know, when you get your media, growing media wet, it's got a resistance to that evaporation. And it also has a resistance to the plant trying to take it up. And that'll depend on how much concentration of it there is there. You know what I'm saying? So like if it's overwatered, you could actually build up too much and the plant will kind of mm-hmm. like, have to build pressure to resist that water tension and then if it gets too dry the plant will actually have to build so like what you were talking about that transpiration that evaporation that's happening mm-hmm. and that's that's actually causing a chain re- chain link reaction between all the hydrogen bonds in that water and it is it's it's not exactly like a straw because it still has to go through all the cell membranes and it goes through what's called aquaporin and there's like bulk flow. So there's pathways that it can go, but it's not exactly like a straw to my understanding, you know what I mean? And that's like the majority of it as far as like bulk flow, but there's an actual tension. There's a, there's a pressure that that hydrogen bond can have as it's going up that column, like what you're talking. So if the, if the soil media is too dry, then the, that, that, that tension or that pressure has to be a lot greater to be able to try to gain some of the moisture that's in the soil. So what the plant will do in a response when the, when that starts to dry is it'll start to close the stomata down 
because it doesn't want to have to have like so much tension there. It'll try to resist the loss of the water versus trying to do more. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're getting into the point where your leaves are going to start to wilt. Yeah, I was just no about really to say able that. to maintain that turgor pressure of the of the moisture to hold them up. You know what I mean? I've had that problem too, where plants they didn't stop wilting. They got so bad to where I've watered them, they just kept doing it. They kind of eh, raised up a little bit. And it's very weird. You know what the solution to that was? This was in a three by three tent with a CMH uh, 315, the 31K. I moved the plants out of there and I put them in a spare bathroom with just the vanity lights turned on. And like two to four days later, they perked up and were perfectly fine again. Weird. What do you think that was? The photosynthesis, like said, driving whatever that effect is. I was beating the plants with too much light while letting them dry out too much. Okay. That would be my guess based on what Smiley just said, unless I got it wrong. No, that's right. So do you think it's kind of like the weather? The plant reacts kind of like barometrically pressure or driven no i mean you're talking about the pressure in the soil and plants fully control of that i'm just talking in the physical properties of the hydrogen bond in water that's all like it's straight up oh i was gonna ask you ever hear about that orson water then the orson Mm -hmm. one yeah it's like that whatever fourth state of water or whatever oh easy water yeah they changed some molecular i don't know they like said mix supposedly the molecules and water form parallel lines or something like that well it's called an exclusion zone and there's a there's a, a particular reaction they noticed at the surface so like like when you put a droplet of water on on a surface and it's it's hydrophobic it'll have a droplet form and if it's hydrophilic, it'll like kind of like dissipate evenly across that surface or whatever. And those are some of the um, differences in the tension there. But what they noticed with the infrared that there was a there was a zone of water that was like at the contact point of that of that material, and it would actually form its molecular structure in a little bit different way because like. Um, I don't know, water's really weird because like there's the oxygen and then the two, so like H2O, right? Two hydrogens and one oxygen. But if you can picture it, the mm-hmm. oxygen's way bigger like that. And then the hydrogen mm-hmm. are little teeny things like this. But the oxygen has eight spots where it can make bonds, six or eight. I, I might have that wrong. But when the hydrogens form in a, such a way that they're at like a 130 degree angle from each other. So it's almost like, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like a spaceship kind of looking shape to that structure. And then the other hydrogen bonds can shape. Yeah. yeah, So like that oxygen is open to bind with other things. That's what makes water a lot of the solvent that it is. I keep failing to send it out when we talked about something like this a while back. I brought up heavy water and I didn't know if you sent or if I. If you had seen all these videos that I was going to send you a link to, but the, the same person that does the video, he uh, uses, it's kind of funny, but he uses dog toys, like 
like dog chew toys is examples of what molecules and certain things look like. And he did find one where it's like one big oxygen atom, two little hydrogen atoms. And he's like, this is pretty much what oxygen represents or a good way to represent oxygen. Or, uh, sorry, a uh, water molecule. Well, and the particle size there is like what we don't grasp or, or I didn't anyway, either, you know, like the, the oxygen is a lot bigger and hydrogen's way, way smaller. And like, just, I don't know, like there's a billion water molecules in one single cell, you know? So like, just to kind of get your head around some of the size differences there, it's like crazy to think, you know? But there is some thought to the idea of structuring water, most definitely. And I don't know, some people that kind of talk negatively about it, I think, are just closed minded. They're not trying to be open minded at all, because there's most definitely anomalies about water that science does not fucking explain. And it's a crazy thing, but it's like people want white papers on it. It's like we don't even fucking know, dude. There's like 70 some things about water that there ain't no white papers on. We don't know why it fucking does that. You know what I mean? It's like it's an anomaly. Science don't explain, you know, when you were talking about that barrier between that little thin barrier is. Do you think that little barrier is like the communication barrier? So it reacts to what other uh, what other substance might be on the other side of that barrier and, and creates that kind of communication so that it can start to work there's and a lot that, solu- we, that we don't know about it but it's like basically form the molecules are forming similar pattern to what they would do in an ice cube and then in, in uh and it's not a liquid or a solid. They describe it more as like a gel, a gel type of a, that's why they call it the fourth phase of water. But it's called the easy water because it's called exclusion zone. And what they're finding there is that, that yeah, the particles that are not, it, it, the water almost purifies itself, if that, that's a better way to put it. It, it excludes out any any other materials that aren't hydrogen and oxygen basically so if it's got calcium in that water or whatever the it cream rises to the top and in this yeah. case the purest the purest water is at the top and then they found that if they apply certain infrared light to it which you know like all objects kind of emit infrared light i guess or a lot of a lot of stuff yep. does but whatever they if they admit it infrared light to it they could almost double that exclusion zone area and some of the, and some of the thought is is like that's you know that's a whole new area about water that we never understood before but it explains a lot more have you ever seen people move around in a plant and how you know what i'm saying how water and nutrients can move around in a plant in such a way there's a lot we're still learning about that so, so have they got an idea of what that exclusion zone is actually for what is it? You'd have to watch it, man. There's some videos on it to get your head around it a little bit more. I, I really don't yeah, know enough about it. Yeah, that's interesting, man. That sounds... This, uh, might, <laughs> this might sound dumb. Does it have a shelf life? I would like, imagine so, yeah, because they they could remove the infrared light and that, that doubling yeah. effect would go back down and it would be... And I'm, I think they're talking in like microscopic kind of yeah i don't think it's something you can see with your naked eye or anything like that 
but it's just a total new understanding that they found as far as a fourth phase of water that we never really realized about before. And it does shift the, th the thinking of like, you know, just how, how much, uh, or how things move, can move around in a plant in a certain way or how things can move, you know, like how blood moves around in us, for example, like, you know, if I were to ask you that question, we say, well, our heart circulates the blood around, but, but our heart doesn't generate, like if we were trying to, to try to recreate our circulatory system, our, our heart, there, our heart is not capable of generating the pressure it takes to get blood to all the little vessels in your fingertips and in your skin, you know what I'm saying? Like all the little vessels that are all through your body, you know, they've tried that before and the amount of pressure it would take if the heart was building pressure and moving blood that way, the amount of pressure it would take is like, you know, a thousand times what the heart's even capable of doing. So like our understanding of even how our circulatory system and shit is affected by the, that understanding of that fourth phase. So, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a pretty trip, deep. Right there. It is. It's pretty deep. Yeah. Yeah. That's deep. It's very deep. I would think that our, uh, well, just, you know, think thinking as a breaking things down, I would think that your blood vessels would be part of the snake like effect that would kind of like your uh, like your intestines, how it pushes things through. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like a worm in a way, how it moves. But it's just not that way. I mean, like some of the vessels get down to like two cell to you know what i mean like there's like two or three cell wide is this yeah yeah and so it's like that's yeah they they don't understand that part of it totally like and that's fucking that's how our blood gets around us you know what i mean so like i don't know i used to love uh rug rats and magic school bus when they would animate and they would shrink themselves down and go i uh, go into the blood yeah go into the bodies yeah. <laughs> I don't know how accurate that shit was, but it sure was entertaining. So, Johnny, you probably remember that movie uh, in the '80s where they, um, Inner Space, wasn't it? Inner Space was that the movie where he oh, shrunk yeah. and he had to, they injected him in somebody or something, and he was floating around yeah. the body and he was going to yeah, kind of repair. He was taking out a cancer tumor or something like that. We had Osmosis Jones, like said, uh, Magic School Bus, Rugrats, probably some more did other things like that. It's a repeating theme, you know, there's no originality in Hollywood. Yeah, it seemed very scientific, very like outer space, you know, that movie. Hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Patrick. It was, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I seen a I seen a movie when I was younger called uh, Phase Phase Four, and I it, gosh man I was probably in man I must have been about 11, 12 years old at that time, but this movie was about ants and how ants were they were able to build things that were affecting uh the scientists and i think this was down in africa or something like that and they were studying the the ants and 
the ants were building like really, really smooth sides to a, an anthill. And it would literally hit the, the sun would hit it at a certain angle and it would shoot right at the, uh, the laboratories that all the, uh, the scientists were in. It started heating up the building. They couldn't figure out why the building was getting hot. They went outside and found all this stuff built up. And yeah, it was a wild movie. It ended up being where they uh, they wanted one of the uh, the female scientists to go down and be their queen. <laughs> was it Sigourney Weaver? Boy, you know, I don't know. It probably was back in that. It was day. made in know. the '80s. Of course, it was Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It could have been a younger woman of her. You know, I, right. I don't remember. I don't remember. I was more interested in the girl that I went to the uh, movie with. You were holding her hand, eating those fucking juju beans. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah, I was holding her hand all right. He was holding the popcorn box in his lap, hoping she'd reach down to the bottom. How <laughs> come there's a hole down there? <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. Oh, shit. Good stuff. Oh, shit, it's almost a 20. I can't even, I didn't even play this uh, dab song. I got my, uh, I got some of my crazy hazy loaded up right here. I literally just put a dab on, so i got a good instinct of switching up. Right? Yeah, you're getting the internal clock going red. <laughs> I got Sea Stars. This is uh, kind of becoming one of my new favorites. What is it? I don't want to say it too loud. The other girls are here. Oh. Kind of sea Stars. It's uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, Kirby OG by Donnie Burger. I think I hear some hissing in the background, Smiley. Oh, you started a war now. <laughs> right? They better get on their talking? game. Fuck, the ladies are talking, man. It ain't easy to get this number one spot. Y'all better get on your game, girl. Don't be hating. Don't be hating. <laughs> uh, so true, though, dude. You gotta have the. You gotta have them on their toes. You know, there's no off weeks. <coughs> There's plenty of them more, plenty more of them to try. So it's like Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. They don't just take any girl on their squad either, you know. Yeah, they gotta be, they gotta be hot. You gotta at least a nine plus. Yeah. Yeah, gotta be a nine plus. Don't you want can't no give them a bunch of bullshit nine. either. You can't be a fucking diva and whatever. You gotta be a team player and get out there and do the thing and you know. <coughs> you willing to get on your knees i didn't say all that but i'm just I well was you know i was you're taking the metaphor the wrong way there Doug. no i wasn't talking about i wasn't talking about that <laughs> h2o is my hero <coughs> h2o yeah comes in to save the day <coughs> I was just in some cartoon movie that uh, I don't know, like 
they're playing for the grandson and whatever, but there was a part, a part where this, they had to like, they were trying to get this, uh, um, treasure or whatever. And they had to like pick from all the treasure, the most valuable thing in there. And the first guy goes and he finds the most, what he thought was the most valuable piece of gold or whatever. And that was the wrong answer. And then the next, the next girl goes in there and looks through it all and she sees a little you know there was like a little bowl with water in it purified water or whatever and that's what she picked was the most and that was the right answer the water was the most you know all the gold in the world ain't gonna keep you alive man Fuck. right you need that water <laughs> yeah <coughs> Oof, man that's a good hit <clears throat> Yeah. I do like the bong hits. I've always enjoyed the bong hits. Gatorade is better than water. It has electrolytes. Uh, yeah, well, I used to be able to drink Gatorade. Ain't nothing better than Brondo. Who? Brondo. Brondo. It's got electrolytes. Come on. It's what plants crave. What plants crave? That movie's fucking great, man. He's like, what? Why don't we just give him water? <laughs> like, like, what? From like, the from the toilets? Yeah, from the toilets? Fucking crazy. Uh, it's so good, man. That we're so going to be there in 30 years. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm going to put, yeah, one, put a DVD. Well, we'll have to save the movie somehow so that the kids can watch it. 30 years from now and be like, holy shit, they knew this was going to happen. <laughs> they, they were pretty, they were way more uh, polite though, because they said it would happen like 500 years from now, not 50 right. years from now. Yeah. You better make sure you save the uh, unit to play it on too, because those will probably be obsolete too. Yeah. I remember the A tracks. Man. I remember the VCRs. Come on, who's with me? Who's with me? Who's with me on that? I remember when they came out with the remote controls. <laughs> oh man, hey, that was that was I'm a proud, blessing. I'm proud to say I got raised in a household with one of those big old wooden TVs, big old box. Oh yeah, you said on them. Yeah. Were you the remote control? Get up there and yep. change that channel. I was always scared because there was a button that you would press and it would fuck up and malfunction. It would have to go through like all 99 channels to get back to three. And then Did you stay have to stand in a certain way holding one of the antenna, the bunny ears? And well, that was a different one. Yeah. That was <laughs> one with those the TV's not going to come in. <laughs> that, that one I had was a lot. Was a fire. Shut up. <laughs> it was back when you could actually like slap a, t a television. Like, all electronics then were made, so, like, when they start fucking up, you just slap it, and it starts working again. What the hell happened to that? Uh, it wasn't yeah, my mom's remote control had a switch at the end of it, but it was from the tree outside. The Nintendo, you could fix it by pulling the cartridge out and blowing in it a bunch of times. Not mm -hmm. sure what that did, but it fucking worked, man. <laughs> Take the eyeglass cleaner, that little soft, like little cloth, and rub the fucking PlayStation disc with that. <laughs> little circle, 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 all the time. No doubt. 
Excuse All that me. good technology. Be kind, rewind. That is funny, man. They used to charge you to rewind the fuck. You didn't rewind that shit, dude. That's another dollar. Yeah. <laughs> Please bullshit. be kind to rewind. But back before that was a thing, people would re they would uh, uh, fucking return them, and then you'd rent the video, and you'd have to rewind the son of a bitch to watch it. You know. Like, you know what's funny, Smiley? You know what's <laughs> funny? I opened up a box a couple of months back. Didn't know what the heck was inside this box. Opened it up. I pulled out something that looked like a car, and I go, oh, no way. Uh -huh. You know what it was. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what it was. It was a, a freaking, it was a rewinder machine for VCRs. And I looked at that, and I just, I almost, I started laughing so hard. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that I still had one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That is funny shit. There's so much shit that's been obsolete, dude. Can you imagine all the shit that's gonna be obsolete here too, coming up like in the next decade or whatever? And fucking, we're gonna have. I I hope I hope that we get to have those hover skateboards like they had from uh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's definitely gonna yeah. be. Well, you know, with all this new alien technology, they're gonna be releasing here pretty soon. You know. What do you think of that, man? That's pretty crazy. Well. Um, they've been talking a lot about it. They actually talked about, they actually found a freaking a vehicle from out of this planet, not of this world, you know? Oh, they found the vehicle? I thought they just had recordings of it, because they were saying how, like, the military's been encountering them so often, like, the pilots are trained on, like, not to freak out when you see them or whatever. Well, no, I actually, um, I heard that they had something. You, you know, Johnny, I know that they say that, but what I think that is is a cover-up for what they are just finally getting the hang of, and it's the hypersonic vehicles that they have. Yeah, because they're saying it's a huge intelligence breach because, like, yeah, what, yeah. you know, like, these, these vehicles, we've known about them for how fucking long? You know what I mean? And, like, they can go, they can basically do anything they want. There's nothing that the military can do to stop them things like at all. They're, we can't even keep up with them. If they want it, they can just disappear from us. Fucking boom, gone. Like the only reason we see them, I think, is because they want us to see them. You know what I mean, like that's fucked the, up. The math works out too. Like there's a guy that's famous. Well, I guess really popular right now for being one of those military guys that recorded one of these incidences. And he recorded it going from 60,000 feet to like one foot, 60,000 feet above sea level to one foot above sea level in like a second. Well, if you figure out the math of what 25 times the speed of sound is, that math works out to where in boom, one second, that's how fast to travel. Yeah. So it still, I think, is earthly technology. This, but there's no way a human could withstand the g-forces on that no that's what i mean yeah. you know what I'm well we could talk about they had drone technology since the 60s they could fly airplanes with drones since right. the 60s well, heck, tesla tesla made a drone a boat yeah, drone. i mean he, he gets he has the first patent for radio yeah like control of a. he did it i think with a little boat yeah but still the same thing you know the story on that he told the people that were watching there was a bunch of little men inside of the boat and they're controlling it and he was standing there with the remote control box 
controlling this uh, this boat out there. And then when he brought it back to shore, everybody was mad at him. They said, man, you got to let those little people out of there. You know, so he literally had to open it up and show them that there wasn't any people in it. <laughs> and then and then they called him uh, a sorcerer. Because yeah. he was. They blamed him, blamed him for all the fires that were taking place because of, of his electronic <laughs> experiments. Yeah. Funny when people are naive about stuff, what they go to deep extremes to what they will believe in their own mind. You know? I think it's just a hologram. That's why it went so fast. You know, Ad Admiral Byrd, back in the day, he said that when he came back out of the uh, hole in Antarctica, he came back when he said that, he said that there was there was ships that could transverse from one pole to the other in a matter of minutes. And he said, there's That's nothing we could do. I yeah. I still they've been there this it. long. There's nothing they're gonna do now. You know what I'm saying? They've been there this long. They're just like I say. The only reason they we see them or have encountered them is because they wanted to. I don't know. Whoever it is, maybe it's Hitler still. It's the Nazis. Well, I was just about to say. I, I think yeah. no matter what das, the technology das Bell. is. Das Bell. Yeah. We're always 30, at least 30 years behind any technology that's exposed to the public. And that's, that's a fact, if not There's more. a lot of people, like, and it just doesn't start with uh, Germany going to Antarctica in the 30s. Be, by then, and I think there was already, like, books written by, like, people, account, you know, accounts of people that went down there. And there was like a book in 1907 that was kind of what we're talking about. Like someone got lost in Antarctica and went down like a little ice canal. And they wound up in some place that was like 100 years in technology. They already had like flat screen TVs, electric vehicles, uh, probably those hypersonic planes that could go from pole to pole in minutes. But that's all if you want to believe that or not. Like, guys just said where's that story from i think it's called the iron republic it either came out in 1907 or 1908 i do think it's a really wild account though the admiral bird that's just a pretty anomalous story like he either is a ball-faced fucking liar, like they kind of made him out to be, or that's a really because he's the only person that's been over both poles, right? Isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. Yep. Or something. Well, I I believe what they did is sensationalized what he really did see to cover up the fact that he did see something crazy, but then they made it they made it sound so crazy that you know people discount it right away. But one thing that he probably did say, yeah, I mean, he talks about it. He's, he says one thing that I mean, like, that's probably where he said too much is and the reason why they had to say that he saw crazy shit, because he did tell people that they know that they have resources there for like the next hundred years in like oil, coal and uranium. And he said that there's a place in Antarctica 
there's a spot in Antarctica that's not frozen and it's as big as the entire 48 states. So it's just a big chunk in the middle of Antarctica that's not frozen. And then if you look on Google, I'm going down to Antarctica rabbit hole. Yeah. If you look that's on so, Antarctica okay, on Google, I, I think I've seen that blurry spot. Yeah, it's it's all whited out. And check this out. If you look at and this change in the past, like maybe I want to say recently, like maybe five to ten years, they're erasing history of all the mountains in uh, Antarctica. The mountain range is actually called like uh, the Rockefeller Mountains. It's either Rothschilds or Rockefellers. I always get those two mixed up. But what you won't find out is Antarctica has the most uh, mountain peaks over 20,000 feet elevation out of any other continent. That's really hard to find history of. But I talked to someone about it. This was years ago, and we were going down this wormhole, and we were talking about it. And he happened, this is no bullshit. He happened to have like a library collection of encyclopedias from every year from the start of his birth. And I think he was like born in 58 or 59, but he straight up pulled like the 1961 uh, encyclopedia out about Antarctica. And it had all those maps and all those landscapes and mountain peaks planted and named and all that shit and descriptions. Really? Yeah. And you know, you go look on Google earth right now, or just try to find history about that. It's pretty damn hard to. There's a lot of fuckery going on about Antarctica, that's for sure. Well, this they I've heard people refer to this time period right now as being like the second burning of Alexandria, where there's so many things being removed off the internet right now. You know, where like you can run a, it's a book burning one day and then go back to try to find it and it's gone, you know, like you can't find the yeah. same bit day after day. Especially yeah. on controversial stuff. So there's <laughs> definitely I mean, we know, obviously, we know censorship happening and, and it's going on, but now it's actually to an extent where there's like, yeah, they're deleting shit from searches. About the weirdest things, too, that they want to censor. Like, what's so, why, what's so, what, what's wrong with us questioning that kind of shit? You know what I mean? Look at over in China, dude. They censor anything to do with Tiananmen Square. Like, if you look into that, too, like, they fucking physically removed that. Like, there's people that remember it over there, and there's people that definitely are on the opposing side, but a majority of the public, man, like, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, there's no history of it. It's not taught. It's not, yeah, they just, like, totally just made it disappear off the internet. Like, they, yeah, like, algorithms will make shit removed. Like, they figured out people that were trying to keep the memory alive were, like, switching using coded wording and shit like that to try to link articles and they've yeah they're totally like removing that you know because that's a big embarrassing thing to the chinese government right they fucking mowed down their people with tanks you know what i mean like yeah sorry johnny my bad go ahead oh no i I was just commenting on that they gotta save face that's their that's the way they go about things they they hide shit they lie they you know I was going to say about the censorship in the last eight years, uh, I don't know the exact total of liked videos that I've had, but I think over a thousand of them have gotten removed or private, you know, made private. Crazy. Yeah. 
But we're headed that way too, though. Like, if you look at it, man, they can just fucking remove shit off from platforms and they can, you know what I mean? Like, they don't like what you said. They fuck, boom, you're done. You know what I mean? Your shit's all fucking gone. Your profile, all that shit. Like, they don't give a fuck. You know, like, lately they're kind of, in my opinion, when they shut the president down, they were pretty much fucking showing their hand as being like, fuck you. They were letting you know. I don't give a fuck who you voted in as president. We're shutting his ass down. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is what we're doing. Yeah. There's some truth to that. That's some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand that. That was just, uh, yeah, this means that. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he should have been on there in the first place. I'm not agreeing that he should have been on fucking all that shit. I think that was wrong. But that's just me personally. I don't think you should be in day-to-day knowledge yeah like yeah you shouldn't have your fingers at that reach to the public uh, with when you're at that side of sensitive information you know what i'm saying like like gen army generals and whatever rank high ranking top secret people aren't you know what i'm saying they're not they shouldn't be on fucking tiktok and twitter you know what i'm saying they should that's what top secret means. You fucking left your phone outside, bro. Like you ain't taking pictures of this shit, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah, especially the, a, a, just the phone itself is the most privacy intrusive thing that exists on earth, probably. <laughs> it is, too. Yeah. And if you don't think this listening to you, start talking about some off the wall fucking thing you never talk about like i don't know uh you can't even say the a rubber ball a new rubber ball i want a red rubber ball and next thing you know you, you got, got advertisement pop up you will get an ad on your fucking phone for a red rubber ball smiley i swear to god same thing happened to me we were talking about compost uh containers a little while back remember i was talking about getting me a, a larger compost container or something that's yeah i'm getting ads like that all the time yeah <laughs> i have to i do i they listen man it's <laughs> i'm surprised i don't get enough cannabis ads from it though uh, <laughs> like uh, uh last summer i went through a little kick of watching uh old 007 movies and then I went on an even more of a tangent where I was like, I want to get the same watch that 007 has. And I was talking, uh, surrounded by Keith, and this was in a private private Google Hangout, it's called. Not live or on anything. And I was telling him that. I'm like, I want to get the same watch that 007 has. And then we, you know, whatever, carry on the conversation and the call. The first, next time I open up Instagram and the, uh, scroll down the first sponsored ad or whatever, is for watches. And I never, I never get those first, you know, obviously the first time, never, I'm not a watch fiend or whatever. It's the very first thing or time that crossed my mind. And I talked about it one time and then Instagram was listening. And that's exactly where I got my ad to is on Instagram. Because yeah. <laughs> that's where I spend majority of my time is on instagram either that or on this you know so i would i would understand how they would hit me up on that matter of fact in that avenue 
She just said her phone was right next to her computer. Thanks a lot. I, you got to screenshot those ads, Chicha, and post them on Instagram tomorrow. Red ball, red I see this red rubber ball fucking ad popping up. Because I <laughs> no way. seriously were looking for one. You know what I mean? You were seriously interested in buying a red rubber ball. I remember you saying that, Chicha. I'm, you guys going to make me look, go get my dog's chew toy. Because what is it? A red rubber ball. <laughs> <laughs> and I just got a brand new red rubber ball out of the drawer for my dog just the other day. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's funny shit, man. I don't know where to go from the red rubber ball, though. I don't either, man. It just bounced me right we out. We just hit that wormhole trampoline right there. <laughs> Glad you guys are exactly. all, that one. all right. Yeah, that, that squirreled me there. That did me Eagle. in. Oh, Eagle's not even on no more. Eagle's no, got he... that wheel, the topic wheel. He was going to have a wheel for when it got all silent and he could spin it and there'd be like five or six. <laughs> <seconds. laughs> all right. <laughs> What do you guys do about? Uh... Okay, well, well, let's go back to Antarctica because I like that one. I like that subject. I don't. You know, it's so much it's, unknown it, about it, and it makes me anxiety. It gives me anxiety. It, okay, well, let's talk about it a little more, so you don't have as much anxiety. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, you know that old map, the Perry Perry's map, or whatever that was, that's actually shows the actual land, greenage, mountain peaks, the mountain ranges. It shows rivers. It shows inlets, outlets in the ocean. And, I mean, and it shows ships around it in different locations. Like that's where they would be going to do commerce. Yeah, and in that's in that map, stuff too, Johnny, where it's not even frozen, it's like actually, yeah, right. It's that corroborates just, that that story that I just said. Because and, if and the other going, thing is about that, the other thing is about that is it shows giant people in there. Yeah, eagle, very very large people. Well, and the, so like Gus Groves makes a point. None of us have been there, but yeah, no, none of us are allowed to fucking go there. Like you right? have, that's the other side of it like it's like yeah you got to have special permission you can't just and actually like, they got a boat to take you there and <laughs> find you on that island they're like who the fuck are you you, you know because people were pushing the subject in the last couple of years they even extended the boundary and they said it because it's to save the chilean sea bass so now you can't even go beneath six the 60 degrees south latitude without a permit yeah really yeah yeah Wow, that's deep. You ain't getting nowhere near Antarctica. Wow, <laughs> I had pay, no idea pay, that, man. And, and the trips that you have to pay to go there are so expensive, and you're only going around the the the, the coast of it and seeing yeah. the penguins. You're not going and exploring and getting your own like you can't free go time to go and. Yeah. There's even more stipulations and boundaries for that. I, I could send a bit. That's another. Someone did do a concise video on literally like all the different permits and situations that would come about if you did want to go and travel to Antarctica and you have to pay 
you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars you can't it's have. Mentioned it's a shitty cold ass ride when you lay there. Oh yeah, it's the coldest terrain and environment ever. Hundred degrees below Fahrenheit. Well, I I oh, seen that they actually have some uh, some. I, I don't know what they call them, but they're they look like little utes in a way, you know, the uh, like half domes. Yeah. You know, what if they got a? Have you guys ever been to Disneyland? Let me let me throw an idea out here. Have you guys ever been to Disneyland? And you sure. see like how how good they are with like illusions and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. What if what if Antarctica is like a tropical paradise? And they're just fooling everybody, and because nobody's been there, right? Like Gus Gross makes a point. Nobody's been there, so all we man, that's true. People, they're they're just showing us pictures, right? Like it's some if, shit. That's if you want to know what my dabbed out brain thinks? Is I do think that there's I don't know how tropical it is based on because it does get it's still if it is where it is on the map, then it still does get fucked up hours of sunlight. So let's just say it's geo geothermally warm enough to be like temperate or you know habitable getting the heat from the middle earth yeah yeah right but, you know it's i don't know if there's palm trees and shit but any anywho the, the semi-joking seriousness that i was going to say is i'm a smoke to that where are all those uh celebrity <laughs> deaths all those you know you know prince and tupac and that's my conspiracy is that there is an iron republic or a civilization down in antarctica that is 100 years and yeah they probably do they wanted to i'm telling you they don't got they don't need no hologram they got the real thing down there (laughs) all right okay but anyway yeah i i would i'd be i wouldn't be surprised if there was like out of a hollowed out ancient volcano that's still like geothermal there's like a antarctic super city that's like a hundred years more advanced than everything on or on the so rest all of our technology is coming from them could be I, I don't know if it's coming from them as much as like we just get it like dropped to us you know what i mean like it was already pretty much here for a long time even before then we get into At- atlantean shit because supposedly all that technology <laughs> from atlantis place well yeah so there is the the story of the fallen angels too. Like there's a um, a story where there's a pact of angels that were they're called the Watchers or something like that. But the Watchers, yep. yeah, they were supposed to oversee ongoings on the planet, and apparently there was they started lusting after humans <laughs> and they fell to the earth to to do that. And so some of the story is like that's where some of like certain one of the the angels taught about agriculture one of them was teaching about you know like aqua metallurgy yeah just yeah metallurgy did you you learn about that from the book of enoch or did you get that somewhere else it is no it is like book of enoch or whatever okay i was gonna say that's the first place (laughs) but it's pretty interesting though too like a lot of the um civilizations as they came through like you know i mean sumerians came with language out of nowhere you know what i'm saying like written language and stuff and then like egyptians kind of came on the block and took over because they had knowledge of you know agriculture and all these different techniques like the incas too like the whole deal with uh terra preta soil you know what i'm saying like we don't even understand what the fuck they were doing back then you know <laughs> 
Well, We're still to this, heads still to this day, those to those Nazca lions, you know? those Nazca lions, they have they have to do be doing some kind of agro agricultural kind of miracle because the Nazca lions are where they are and they're still there because the place where they're at literally literally receives less than a quarter inch of rain a year. And it's been, I don't know how long it's been that way, but they're not getting rainwater to fucking water their crops with. But they were, they were obviously, I mean, we have evidence that they were, there was large agricultural plots and that there was, you know, a huge civilization there, like what was described in El Dorado and like the, the original, you know, the original guy that saw it all got them all sick is the theory. You know, so they all died of fucking mumps or whatever, and that he brought over with him. But he He's went back. Yeah, he went back like and that. told of all the civilization along the river and all these, you know, golden temples or towers or whatever. <laughs> they went back twenty years later and fucking didn't find shit but a jungle. You know? I was gonna That's say they they tried to call yeah. these sunken, like they try to to think in Ecuador they got all these subterranean or uh, what's the word for water caves. Subterranean? No. Subterranean's underground. What's no, well the, the caves that it's completely flooded with water. Anyways, where it's like one of those you know holes in the aqueduct. You swim down, you go down, and there's like a whole another realm underneath there. No, aqueduct. there's there's a name for it down in uh, down in Mexico in the yeah, Spanish the people go exploring uh, in those kind of shits all the time. Looking for still looking for El Dorado. Yeah. They're like a sinkhole in a way. Mm-hmm. El Dorado's in the jungle, I think, somewhere. Yeah, but I forget what they call them. Yeah, this is like, this is straight up in the jungle, and it's like rivers and all that, but you swim in the river, and there's like a hole in the river. You go down the river, it's a little channel, and then whatever, you know, that water level is at, somewhere out, you know, completely another place, you pop up, and it's just an underground cavern, but the only way to access it is going through the water yeah yeah. i would imagine that'd still be an aqueduct wouldn't it you're just inside the aqueduct at that point yeah no they they got a special name for them i forget what they're called yeah there is a name for it too yeah it's just whatever a water cave is aquifer (laughs) it is an aquifer that's the name of it okay yeah yeah the channel i don't know what the channel is called though that raises a good question, though. Is there anywhere in nature that there's a natural siphon? What do you, do you mean a natural siphon? Do you do you what believe you know the siphon is right, like where you where you have a, a water that's raised up, and then you have a you know like a straw or Negative whatever. Pressure. Once you get a vacuum going, it just keeps yeah. pouring. You know what I'm saying? The gravity of the water falling down the straw pulls the next water up. It's a siphon. Yeah, I don't know. Well, do you guys believe the same fuckery it goes on at the North Pole as uh, Antarctica? No. No? Okay, well, the same thing, like what Johnny said about the map. Santa Claus is at the North Pole. Oh, boy. No, I'm not opening up that door. But there's a whole bunch of maps that they have continents on the North Pole, and it all meets at, like, a center mountain that's, like, made out of magnets and, uh, like, I don't know how far you guys want to go on that. Huh. But yeah, it's supposed to be that same thing. There's supposed to be a giant whirlpool that caused, you know, is the source of all the tides and all the uh, 
currents in the oceans. Takes the water in, takes the water out, just kind of like what you're saying. It's supposed to have the tree of life on the top of the mountain. Oh yeah, now we're talking. Interesting. Yeah, it's all it's all different Norse. It's in Norse mythology. It's in uh, Greek mythology. There, there's a whole bunch of there's like a map or a. You know, tripping when they wrote all that, right? Yeah, Sherman, hard time. Right. Yeah, you know, they weren't just foraging out in the the wormhole. They were in a wormhole. They were definitely in a wormhole, a psychedelic wormhole. (laughs) I don't know, man. It's funny, but anyways, you can. There's a picture you can look up. I think it's like, uh, like a side by side of eight different ancient people's depictions of what they thought the worldview was. Like, there's like a Vedic one, I don't know, like a uh, Native American one, Norse one, Egyptian one, but it's the a Hopi basic. one, yeah. I think that's one of them, yeah. It's yeah. like Hopi, Sumerian, like even like old Hebrew. But basically, it's a, a it's a firmament enclosed earth with the point in the middle where the tree of life connects the heavens to the ground, and it's like you know ancient symbol that's shared by like eight different civilizations spread all different places on earth. Interesting. So, what, but there's maps, like I said, the, in the very same person that has the very most popular map right now, Gerardus Mercator. That's the most common map that everyone is familiar with, a little pull down map in you know, school. The same person that made that map made a map that no one ever gets to see because, like I said, it's going down the memory hole. But he made a map of the North Pole and it has four different continents with, like, saying inlets in each one. And it has like a, circular tide pool you know whirlpool in the middle where basically no ship can you know bypass it just sucks the water up and it's you know like a siphon and it comes down from that mountain where where did you see that one uh i think the first thing i saw it on as nerdy as it sounds was like a fucking long ass lecture about ancient maps that's, okay. Yeah, I don't know what you'd type to do it. Ancient world maps lecture or something like that. But <laughs> Chat's looking at Google. <laughs> Good luck with that, man. You're only going to see what they want you to see. I think the, uh, the name of it, I might be fucking different mythologies up, but on Gerardus Mercator's map, I think he indicated it as Mount Meru. I think it's M-E-R-U. I say is what the Gerardus Mercator map is in the center. And basically it's got a whole bunch of crazy properties to it. Like it's like a super magnet and it causes that whirlpool. And it's yeah. There's a lot of stories about it, basically. But all, it, there's a lot of stuff going on at in Ant- Antarctica and the North Pole. And there's restrictions to gain access to both of them. So it's the same thing with we we all don't really know because we've never been there and can't really go to check it out. Is that because it's so cold or 
Well, the North Pole, ironically, is more, uh, I don't want to say temperate, but less frigid than Antarctica by a huge margin and to where it even changes the seasons. And that's another side-by-side -side picture you can look up. It's like Antarctic summer, uh, Arctic summer, Antarctic winter, Antarctic or uh, Arctic winter. And the uh, summer one is a complete contrast. And the, the Antarctic summer and Antarctic winter is no contrast at all. So like the picture is like a complete bleak, you know, white landscape for the Antarctic summer. And the Arctic it just summer- It doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, is a, like a grassy, flowery meadow, right? There's actual grass and flowers growing. It's not frozen. Wait a minute. Are you talking about that map that it shows that? No, no, this, this is a picture, side-by-side -side picture of the landscape in Antarctica during the winter and summer and uh, the Arctic, you know, the North Pole, winter and summer. Right. Just the, the contrast between the two. And no matter what period of time it is in Antarctica, it's pretty much the same landscape, just that white, bleak, frozen landscape. Whereas it's different, it's flip-flopped in that arctic summer winter where it actually looks like true seasons you know the summer looks summery though that winter looks wintry but temperature wise the coldest it's ever gotten in the arctic is like neg is like somewhere below negative 70 but the coldest yeah. it's ever gotten in antarctica is literally like uh negative 138 so it almost gets double as cold in antarctica as it does in the Arctic or North Pole. Supposedly. 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 Yeah. We don't know that for a fact. Well, I've never been I mean, because all, all the, I mean, you hear of all the uh, heads of state, all the, uh, the rulers of the world that have traveled down there uh, during the uh, last few uh within the last decade i think it is mm -hmm. a, like they all go to visit some because the, the ark of gabriel is buried there that's why there's a couple weird things they go to visit one specific russian orthodox church and i'm going to circle back to the whole nazi uh antarctica stories but okay. if you want to if you want to believe that narrative supposedly hitler stashed what's called the spear of destiny in Antarctica, and that has a whole mythology to it. Whoever, whoever you know, possesses the spear of destiny is like the most powerful person on earth, and it's like the you know most per capable person of leading everyone else on earth. Sounds like, like the mir miraculous powers. But if anyone knows what the spear of destiny is, that's what they poked Jesus with after he was supposedly dead on the cross. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was dead on the cross. They they did spear him. Yeah. Yep. Well, that that, that spear supposedly had you know these magical powers to it that Hitler was obsessed with, and supposedly he found it. He found the true artifact of what he thought, at least, was a spear of destiny. And I think there's some tie-in to where where even if it, who knows, it could be some complete fucking like uh. You know, he could have took it into Pawn Stars, and they're like, "No, dude, this is a complete fake." <laughs> Pawn Stars, but, uh, whatever it is, I I do believe that there's a spear down there. Where the hell did that come from, Red? That was good. 
That was good. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> this is something that I've, this is a little squirrel that's been running on a hamster wheel in my mind for a while. I've talked about this <laughs> hypothesis a lot before. But yeah, I do think that's what people are going down there. Like you had John Kerry and Obama and right. a right. bunch of weird ass people literally going down there. And I think it's literally just to touch it, you know, hold it in their hand, maybe take Instagram, whatever the, the you know, that secretive Illuminati Instagram is that they all got. And they're like taking pictures like, oh, man, you got to go down Antarctica, hold the fucking spear, man. You know, <laughs> Yeah, you got a picture with the owl out in the forest, and <laughs> Illuminati landscape uh, landmarks. Oh shit! <laughs> my uh, my one buddy I, I follow, uh, he, he uh, was traveling. I think this is during COVID. I can't remember. He did a couple. Uh, whatever, round the country road trips. And I can't remember what period it was, if it was just during, while he did it during COVID or if it was a time before. But yeah, Smiley, I heard one time, didn't you say you have an Australian Shepherd? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. My buddy, he has an Australian Shepherd and he uh, took him out to the Georgia Guidestones. Anyone knows what that is? Yeah. And he has a picture of his dog taking a piss on the Guidestones. Nice. <laughs> Man's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. George guys. They're known to be assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Never 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 did uh never did like that story about the George guys stone. Thought that was a little bit strange. Yeah, I had a border collie growing up. It was fun. A lot less stubborn than my dog now. <laughs> I have an old yeah, German Shepherd lab mix. And then uh, a young, a young, the youngest dog we have is a uh, um, Chihuahua Jack Russell Terrier mix. So. And he's kind of a little dickhead too. So. A little ankle kind of biter. <laughs> he is, yeah, what? he's a dick. A smart little ankle biter. He's, well, he's supposed to be a guard dog, right? And he'll bark at people when they show up. I get that, right? New people here. Get, totally get it. But you see me greet them, welcome them in the house. You don't got to bark no more, right? Like, it's good, right? <laughs> like, now they've been there for hours. And then they go to leave. You don't, that's not the time to bite them, you chicken shit. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, on the way out the door, yeah. Dude. Oh, how, don't come back. how welcoming is that for the next time, right? It's like, yeah. shit, I'm not going back over to Smiley's house. Is that what he did to uh, He's, he got an <laughs> ankle like a pant leg on my buddy, you know? What I mean, he's like, what the fuck, man? I was like, I don't know, man. He's one of them was guys. he rat terroring on, his, kind of on his leg when you're not looking and shit, like, I guess. Little terrorizers, man. Right? I tell you, <laughs> oh man. That's something about the uh, Chihuahua that has that about them. They just love to nip around the ankle area. Yeah. You know, that's all they can reach, dude. That's fucking why. <laughs> I, 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 well, yeah, I guess, you know, but he is like little, too, man. He's fucking, let me at him. Let me at him. 
then like the minute you turn and look at him he's fucking choom, he's gone dude behind the couch and shit can't see <laughs> the minute you turn back around he's trying to bite you in the ankle and shit like it's funny oh man tough uh-huh. guy that, that's funny my dog likes to be right next to me at all times and whenever i take off to go to the next room to do something over there you know, when I'm getting busy, I'll bounce from three different rooms, you know, I'll be watering my plants. I got three different areas. I'm going into it, doing things. And uh, he wants to be right there with me at all times. And he's trying to think ahead of me. Okay, he's going to go this way. So he'll take off in front of me. Next thing you know, I'm tripping on him, you know, and I'm, oh, man. <laughs> but you know, he's meaning well, too, right? Oh, he's just wanting to hang, man. I says, man, I love it, but I just hate it when he gets underfoot, you know, because I'm afraid I'm going to hurt him, you know? Yeah. That's my thing, because he's just, you know, he's he's only 28 pounds. Yeah. would take much to hurt him. Yeah. So that's hard. Yeah, it, 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 he's, he just gets right up underneath me, and and it's fun, you know, at times. It's really fun. He's getting lazy like me, though, lately. Yeah. It is funny how animals are, like, a lot like kids. Cracks me up. Like, you see the pictures of all the, like, the dogs with their owners and shit, and it's, like, it's, like, just comical, dude. It's funny. <laughs> Yeah. It's so ironically true, though. You know what I mean? It's weird how that is. But I don't know if it's a spirit animal thing or what, but it's, fucking, it's pretty funny, though. My little buddy. He's a good boy. Dude, animals are the best, man. I, I don't know. I'm not, I, I'm allergic to cats. I can't really own a cat, but I do like cats. I'm not like, I'm a dog guy, but I don't hate cats necessarily. Some of them are assholes. There's a higher I'm allergic to cats. cats that are assholes. I will say that. There's a higher percentage that are. Okay. I, I don't sneeze or anything when I'm around them, but I'm allergic to them. I just don't like being around them. Oh. I see, I, no, I've met some really cool cats, man, where they're like almost like dogs, like where they like you. You know what I mean? They actually like humans. Most cats are like fucking captors you know they think you're exactly like, they're 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 plotting their next move you know what i'm saying it's like <laughs> damn every time i look at you i'm thinking man you got the worst intentions for me you know <laughs> every cat owner i know is like yeah my cat wakes me up every morning by jumping on my fucking face and shit it's like yeah that sounds like an asshole i don't i don't know yeah my my uh the cat that used to live with us in the house he he would wake me up in the mornings by landing on my chest and being right in my face and it would just i think that's why i'm allergic to cats it just it, it just gave me uh you know i didn't like it didn't like the the way that one treated me and so you know it was my wife's cat i love all animals man that's cool we got hermit crabs now that's the most recent i like kittens Another thing, I don't know if I'm going to turn anyone off right now, but my next pet that I've been wanting for some time is a snake. What kind of snake? 
a couple different kinds, depending on how much wallet I have. Which ones? Uh, and a, a scaleless creamsicle. You know what that is? No, but I can picture it. It's got to be yeah. white and orange, right? White and orange and completely scaleless. Yeah. That, that'd is be my. Is it a? Is it a? Bowl of constrictor. Or, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they started with because I I know there's a whole. I I. Probably ball python because they do a lot of breeding with the ball pythons. I don't know. Well, the, that's the other one I want. I want a caramel python. That's the more affordable one I can get. Caramel pythons are cool. They're in contrast, like the normal ones are kind of like that black and gold kind of color. These yeah. ones are like uh, copper and gold. A buddy of mine breeds them, so he's he's been like I don't know. Every time he's over, he's talking about it. Like he's so like kind of no snakes now just because of that. But yeah, he's been. It's a, it's interesting though because a lot of the breeding philosophy i guess you'd call it or theory or whatever he's gonna use is similar you know so it's mm -hmm. but yeah it's pretty neat man they go all the way from like pale white all white ball python with blue eyes it's called a blue-eyed lucy if you want to look it up or whatever but that's fucking badass isn't it all a pitch white snake with blue yeah. eyes yeah fucking badass Simon. Yeah, I thought anyway. I don't know. I don't even like snakes, but that's fucking. I never seen one with blue eyes either. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's probably gonna be my next pet, or a fish tank. That's a lot easier, but I that, that I won't count that. But uh, next pet, I had a gecko back in the day. I it, I didn't take well enough good care of it to make it survive. My aunt and uncle still have a gecko that I think is like 21 years old and I got mine at the same time. It's not around. So ever since then, I've wanted to kind of retry with a reptile. And for whatever reason, I just wanted yeah, either a caramel python or somehow if I hit the lottery or by the time it takes me to actually get a snake and I have enough money for it and the price of uh, scaleless creamsicles came down yeah you should you ever see those monitor lizards those fuckers are pretty wicked too man if you like the snakes and shit like they they'll mosh on a mouse or whatever they get pretty yeah, vicious. that was gonna be another thing i was gonna get vicious with them. what we get what do you do toads. with it when it gets big you let Which them one? go in florida <laughs> <laughs> You let him go in Florida. <laughs> yeah, they just do what everyone else does. Right? You got the, least, you got the lowest rate of being That's exactly caught. why I'm laughing, man. It's like, that's what everybody... Yeah, I'm going to take my pet down to Florida. People <laughs> around here just let them go and then let's see if they survive or whatever. Usually they'll die off in the winter, so... They'll probably, they'll probably hang for the summer, man. They're tough son of bitches. Like, some of them are. I don't know about the snakes. The snakes, like like the ball pythons, are kind of. Some of them are bred to be pretty timid. I don't know that they would do, hang in the wild. They're definitely not. They're like domesticated snakes. They're not like. Yeah, know. it wouldn't take long. Yeah, wild snakes are pretty aggressive usually. Like a lot of them. They don't want you fucking with them anyway. They get pretty nasty when you try to fuck with them. They may not stalk you and try to bite you, but you start messing with them, they're. <laughs> oh yeah, they'll they'll come right back at you at that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
some of them other ones are pretty docile. You know. Shit, some of them never was lightly never hug and snuggle and shit like that. I don't know, he was telling me a few of them are like real sweethearts, so just like love on you and shit. I'm like, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> it's still a snake. <laughs> Wrap around your neck. Yeah, just let me give you a little hug here. Yeah. <laughs> People let him do that shit though, man. But I don't know. Oh man. I'll Apparently they're what, super uh... sensitive though. Like the constrictors can like like when they get a uh, prey. They literally, as they're squeezing them, they can feel the thing's heartbeat stop and shit. You know what I mean? Like, they know the instant that thing's fucking dead, and that's that's when they let them go and start eating them. They're not poking them in the eye and shit, wondering if he's dead. They fucking know. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, how do you check your pulse? You know, they squeeze that thing around your arm, right? And fucking yeah, feel, yeah, yeah. Feel Completely. Yeah. They can feel every little pulse that's going through that baby when it's yeah yeah i know exactly yeah they they squeeze it just the right amount to make it suffocate that way they get a instead of blown out body they get to eat the body the way they want it but well, it's fresh man it's yeah it's warm nice and warm <laughs> not, not squiggling around <laughs> you know i don't know yeah you know one one of the most beautiful snakes I've ever seen was a copperhead. Yeah, they can be really pretty. I mean, gorgeous snake. What colors it had on it, but I'll tell you what, man, it was pretty scary seeing it, too. Yeah. I used to, uh, I used to work at a Chino Hill State uh, Recreational Park, and, uh, and it was a, a wildlife reserve, 10,000 acres. Used to have to go up and uh, thatch out the uh, the areas along the, uh, the... What I mean by that is they have these thrasher blades that go on a, um, a weed whacker, big old plastic blades. You've probably seen them. They really tear down the um, thicker stuff, you know? So yeah. I, I went out there and I'm, I'm cutting off off the side of the mountain, you know, going up the side of the hill there and doing my thing. And next thing you know, I hear a bunch of noise and I back up and walk away and and I come back and I start looking at it and I seen a uh man, that's when I seen that uh that rattler. It was just what a beautiful snake. It it almost glistened, you know, it was so pretty. Yeah. So yeah. back, just one other thing on the ball pythons. I don't know if you guys are on a joke. Look up uh, videos on ball pythons shitting. It is the craziest fucking noise that you've ever heard in your life. Like the worst fucking diarrhea run fart shit you've ever had. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, was that it noise be... times 10, dude. It's so fucking Wait a second. Weird. So you're telling me it's like the dumb and dumber scene times 10? Yes, dude, it is exactly like that. They are so loud. It is so loud and fucking nasty sounding. Uh, you wouldn't believe it until you play a video of it, but there's so many videos of it. It's apparently it's a thing with them that they just fucking like, it's the nastiest sounding fucking shit. Like loud enough to where you hear it in another room and shit like that. Wow. Like fucking. 
<laughs> Weird random fact. Sorry. Weird random fact. Well, you're prepared. I guess I'm prepared about this. Got a thing, few things to be prepared about. Right? Yeah. You wouldn't think that, though, would you? Like, I wouldn't think that. I don't know if I want to get a, a mostly white python now, though, because I'm going to have to clean it. Yeah. It'll be all doo-doo stained. Yeah. Yeah. They go to town, man. You got to watch that shit. <laughs> yeah, when they when they let go, you got to clean that cage right away, huh? Right. My buddy's got, like, 60 of them, so I was teasing him about oh. that. It's like, dude, do you, do you realize, like, that, you got to be hearing that all the fucking time. Like in my head, he's hearing that like at least three times a day. Like, da, 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 da. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. You got to look it up, dude. You got to look it up. It's fucking hilarious. You're like, holy shit. Oh, man. That was good. That was good. <laughs> it is funny. Uh-huh. I wouldn't have, it's funny to me just because, yeah, like, I didn't believe him when he told me that. He's like, oh, dude, they fucking shit the loudest. And then that he said the same thing, you got to look it up. And I looked it up, and there's this video after video of them all being like, fucking... <laughs> and we got to watch a couple to get the gist of it, though. <laughs> I'm imagining uh, the farting preacher. Someone please tell me you know what the farting preacher is. No, I haven't seen the farting preacher. Oh, it's like one of the oldest, like, uh, <sighs> those old, like, before you, before YouTube, those uh, video websites that would have, like, little, I guess now they would be memes slash viral videos, you know? Yeah. But it, it's, it's, like, just one of those old-time preachers. He's like, the Lord and Jesus, and then someone plays fart sounds in the background because the guy, he always goes like, woo! they'll play like a little and then he's like it's like just a whole like five minute reel of him farting and him preaching i'm sorry i'm really with somebody just putting the noise in there yeah no no it's 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 not it's not real it's completely fake i'm i'm being really immature right now i have a very low sense of humor It's funny. Farts are funny. Uh, isn't that what Coot's kind of known for now? Something tooting Cootin' or something like that. <laughs> they, got, they got snips. I've seen a couple of snips of him where he was on Fumador's show or something when they were fucking like... He ripped farts? Fart. Yeah, they had a little clip of him like fucking... I think he even did the lean over and everything. <laughs> Man, that has to be going around because another podcast I watched, they did the same thing with a guest. There was a guest on, and it's a two-episode-a-week two podcast. And so the Monday episode, they had the guest on, and the Thursday episode, the lady, or the, the they played it back, and they're like, hey, you guys, tell, me, tell us what you think. Do you think this, uh, our last past guest farted? And then they tried to, like, narrow it down was the guest or was it the, one of the actual co-hosts but they're like someone actually you know ripped one and they're trying to figure it out so it's funny that that is a it's funny comment. when the newscasters do it too there's videos of fucking news guys <laughs> ripping well one of them was uh fuck one of the old guys is known for that too on the tv um Shit, I can picture his face right now, too. 
Man, that that's that's horrible to hear known. Somebody in too, yeah. Like, <laughs> like an old TV caster, and he's known for fucking ripping them on TV. <laughs> it might be, dude. Yeah, it's one of them old cat TV newscasters. <laughs> oh, Not Brokaw, though. I'm trying to. I, Larry King. Yeah, Larry King. That's what it is. Woo! I got it. Yep, Larry King was the dude. Fucking ripping farts, man. Yeah, he was a wild cat, that one. You know, I wonder if at a certain point that this becomes an inside joke to him. Like, how many times he can rip one and not, not, have, it go, not have it get hurt or some shit. Like, it's his in- own inside joke. <laughs> funny. We did blow by 420, so cheers, y'all, chat. Yeah, I just I just got my loaded up, so I'm working it right now. We're doing the 422. 422. The 422. We need Eagle to jump back in and fucking uh, play the song for us. Yeah. Must be we're closing it out. Yeah. All right, everybody. Cheers. 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 Swinging some platinum cake. And it's really, really delicious. And this might be my favorite. But shh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who is, that? Who is that that said that their favorite joint is the one they're smoking right then? Somebody said famous said that. My favorite my favorite weed's the one I'm smoking right now or something like uh, that. I'm I'm thinking of uh Fada Mike that would always someone would be like, What's your favorite strain? You'd be like cannabis. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Cannabis. Uh-huh. I like that one. <laughs> Which is all of them. I like that category. This was quite the wormhole, though, man. We covered some ground. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> yep. Make farts all the way to Antarctica to... Yeah, killing the ozone with fucking farts. That's the Went down some nasty the holes on this one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I don't think a cow polluting <laughs> more than a car. But I will say though, driving out west and we drove by those cows, the um, the mega farm cows or whatever. But they had them so they had so many cows that were so tight together and like a quarter mile area or whatever it smelled so horrible i've never smelt a farm that smelled that bad it was the most scary farmer kind of stuff yeah no i don't know if they were collecting them there it looked because there was a railroad track too so maybe there that was just a transport like they were fucking moving them around or something i don't know there was plenty of land around they just had them really condensed in like one small area or whatever but it was so fucking nasty the smell it was bad. I remember. Well, <laughs> when you drive down the 15 freeway, I think it's a 15. I can't remember anymore. Anyways, it's down in California. They has got a lot of they got a lot of dairy farms down there. And uh, in that area, when you drive in that area, it is very rancid because they have pools of poop. Yeah, around there. Gross. The shit lagoon. You know? 
Yeah, the shit lagoon. They, I, don't yeah. get me wrong. They have to do something. So there is. They got it. There's not better alternatives yet or whatever, but there's fucking. It's gross as fuck, too. Nonetheless, it, you know. It is what it is, kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Until it rains and then, it, then there it goes. Oh. Yeah. Blood action. Yeah. Boy, that'd be good, right? That'd be some soup to walk in. There's some cool stories, though, like uh, I've heard about, you know, like the regenerative style of farming and ways to like actually bring good biology to those lagoons and make them cycle the way they're supposed to. You know, like the amount of shit going into it's fine as long as the biology is there to, to cycle that nutrient back for the water or whatever, you know what I mean? So you got to have have the system fully operating in a way you can add that that waste to it and have it get you know so it just kind of eats it up or transforms it well what they do in them lagoons i think is they suck that shit out and they will spray it on their farmland and they fucking you know what i mean so they want it kind of juicy because they need it to move (laughs) oh yeah that makes sense it does it does Dang. They want to keep it in a lagoon like that, I think. Mm. Suck it up and spray it out on their farmland. The Pooh Lagoon. Wasn't there a movie made about that? The Pooh Lagoon? Uh, creature. Oh, no, the that was the lagoon. Blue Lagoon. The Blue Lagoon. <laughs> Might be. Ah, shit. Smoke a cigarette and then close her out. Yeah, sounds like a plan. I don't have the list in front of me, but love her. (laughs) It's like fun. I can't see chat. Can you see chat, Red? No? I have the power. Uh, I could go to chat. Yeah. So what's your big question for tomorrow that you want to get answered? What do you want to learn tomorrow? Who do we have in here? Tomorrow, if I can learn one thing tomorrow is how to take the extra cash I have and put it all the crypto coins I want. All right. Well, when you okay. check in the next wormhole, I expect to hear how you fucking did that. Yeah. Uh, I'm slacking, man. Huh? I got a, I got a couple. Gotta of learn it tomorrow. Me. Tomorrow never comes, I guess. Huh? Dogecoin, Dogecoin. No, I, I was all about that XRP for a while. I wanted to get in XRP when it was twenty nine cents. I don't know what it is at now, but one, I think the highest I saw that was like a dollar eighty something. Uh, that's what I'm worried about. How do you decide like, which one to get in on? Uh, there's, well, there's, I got a. Fl- we're gonna open up a whole discussion for another wormhole about crypto but okay. I, I do feel I like, late I like the, the idea i understand the concept and all that shit but it's just another way of currency and the more the only thing is it requires more people to trust and use it just like art and that's mm. no different than the federal reserve no you know what i mean just my, my, my did you plan. hear that china's backing their money by gold now i didn't hear that no, that's true. Then they're probably going to become the new standard. 
But the um, bonds I, probably going to be the uh, the new uh, the new money, and that means not. if that happens, oh boy, some shit there's no way that could happen though. I don't think. I don't know. They just did it. Yeah. They just they're backing their money by gold now. I think uh, Russia will do the same thing next because they've been buying gold like crazy. Russia and China. It'd be smart. It'd be really smart for them to do. That's what we that should have done a long time ago. More stability to it. You know, that is the one thing where, like, you know, having the government control the financial well-being of the country is pretty important. You know, like, that's the <laughs> downfall right there is the Federal Reserve. That's, yep. you know, everybody says, oh, democracy doesn't work. Bullshit. Democracy works fine as long as there's not corruption. <laughs> How yep. corruption there that's no stopping it? You know what I mean? Everybody's corrupt in there. I don't know. I don't trust any of the elected officials. They fucking... I don't either. They're all a bunch they of liars. Their own best interest in their own fucking people that they're lobbyists or whatever they call them. You know what I mean? I, how the fuck are there people paying you money to make a vote? How the fuck exactly. is that even a thing? Like, it blows my mind. What does a fucking lobbyist do? How they giving you money to make their vote happen like what that's a thing like that's how is that a thing and everybody knows about it like what <laughs> how the fuck is that and it cost hundreds of millions of dollars and it's not like me and me and you could do that yeah how are there special interest groups what the fuck does that mean you know like seriously on a serious note what the fuck does that mean like why are there these special interests why are they more interested i don't know why, why are they so much more special than everybody than else? Yeah. Right. Some of the questions kind of you're like, what? Oh. Yeah, it's like government intelligence. There's something wrong with that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think we'd be more intelligent. We spend enough on it every year, right? <laughs> <laughs> If they could just figure out how to spend my money better, you know, that's honestly, but honestly, we're to the point, in my opinion, we are intelligent enough to understand, you know, like we are like I am too, you know, like I'm just as guilty. I'm smoking a cigarette. Like I'm smart enough to understand, right? Like we all fucking do it. Like, I don't know, but consumerism just gets everybody. I think where we all fucking I don't know, man. We spend spend and waste. You know what I mean? We buy shit and throw it away. Fucking buy shit, throw it away. Buy shit, throw it away. Like, that's just how it's been. You know what I mean? Like, everybody was raised that way. Like, now it's kind of like we're realizing, like, that's probably not, probably not the best thing to be doing all the time, right? I wish, yeah. I, if I could be Amish, I would. Yeah. They're not. They're not cool. It's a great life, man. I'm not laughing at it at all. I have a lot of respect for that. That's a hard life, yeah. I don't think it is, though. I think it's a lot easier life, man. I do. Well, what I mean by hard life is it's a hard life compared to what we're used to. I don't think so. I think it's a lot less stress. They work. If if you were to go from this life into that life, it, it would be a culture shock. Probably, yes. Most definitely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It would be a, a, it would be a big change. You'd really have to want it in order to do that. Yeah, you got to build shit instead of just order it on Amazon, right? Yeah, you can't just say, "Dang, I'm hungry." I, I, 
can I get a pizza from Pizza Hut? Right, yeah. <laughs> you gotta grow your own tomatoes, gotta grow your own right? damn wheat. Better hope you have to grind it. Years. Wheat, fucking hard. Right? Make your dough. Cheese, pepperoni. You can get it. You can do it. You can make a Amish pizza. I love, I love their craftsmanship. Their, their woodwork. Oh, that I'm going to bring it up really again. I'm sending I'm, anyone that wants me to send it to you. I, I've been. Uh, what What else takes part? Uh, uh, some of my day on you know YouTube that I'm watching videos of is uh, I love these Amish uh, log cabin builders. Oh yeah. I'm doing it. That's I mean. That's a bucket list thing. Have you ever That's seen the guy it. that did the log cabin up in Alaska? I only know this doc. There's a documentary, and it's like, I don't know, man. It's an old, like, 60s movie or something. And it's basically this old dude took a camera with him, fucking canoed his ass up out in the middle of fucking nowhere in Alaska just by, by himself, started chopping trees down and videotaped it all and built a fucking log cabin out in the woods and shit, dude. He's one tough old son of a bitch, but it, it's an awesome video. Like, he's got all kinds of wildlife in there and all kinds of shit. But it's a cool, he spent the summer building the house. And then, like, the summer before, I think he went and cut down the trees. And then he went back the the next summer and built the house or whatever. But it's still it's a pretty cool documentary. Wow. Right? Yeah, it's a tough son of a bitch, dude. He went down and cut down all the fucking trees to build. Well, that's what I want. That's what I want. Jeremiah Johnson. Dragged them all out of the woods by himself and shit. If I'm not too late on the crypto bandwagon, that's what I want it to pay for. I want it to pay for a little cabin in the woods. There you go. I don't know if I'm going to... I've debated on where I'm going to go. I mean... It could be just a trailer down by the river, but... It could be. It'll start off with there, probably. Because, like I said, it's going to be a multi-year process. I'll, if I cash in on a little bit of crypto, maybe I'll be able to afford, like, I'm, I'm looking at in between three and nine acres is what I'd be happy with. Nice. Oh, I got to change the subject here. Did you guys hear about the gorilla hail that happened in Texas? Gorilla hail? I'm, I eagerly lost me. I saw maybe okay. a week ago. I was watching a podcast. I've heard raining cats and dogs. I've never heard of gorilla hail. The the okay. people. Well, this this hail was eight and a half inches wide. What the fuck? It must have been what I watched because, like I said, the podcast I watched, they do it out of Texas. It. They had the cars podcast, down there that were just blown apart. All the windows were blown out. They had they had houses that had holes just blown right through their. Right. It, it was like it got hit by an asteroid. Yeah, that's a freaking meteor landed on the planet. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> what do you? What's and the it, difference between hail and a comet? Well, uh, ice ball. Comets. Well, hail a is comet is supposed to be a large it. ice ball, kind of. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a, a piece of hail to me, right? Well, I mean, yeah, a comet no came from outer, out of that, the... That's oh, like cosmic oh, hail. Again. That's cosmic hail, man. That's a different thing, man. We're talking about earthly hail here. Oh, yeah, boy. but is that insane or what? Eight and a half inches wide? There it wasn't from rain away. wasn't one of them and, bombs? No, man. The guy had it in his hand. 
you know? Hold it too much, man. Oh, wait, you guys right? never, you guys never got so. You don't know where that's been. <laughs> You, you guys, you're telling me you guys never got so high that you contemplated if comets come from the Earth? Come from the Earth? Yeah. No, I'd never contemplated that one. Hmm. But I suppose if they went into the hole in Antarctica and came through the other side and shot out the top at the north, it could get projected out into the solar system. I could see that happen. It came from the Earth like they popped out like a zit and went back out to outer space. Nope, 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 yeah. nope. Some kind yeah. of some kind of other. I'm gonna go into a whole bunch of woo woo right here, but you know what they say stars do? They like fuse. There, there. fission nuclear. Yeah, they. Okay, well, my theory is that it's actually cold fission. Stars aren't doing it with heat; they're doing it with cold. And meteors, meteorites, and comets are like car, uh, star shit, basically. Man, if you could harness that cold fusion, man, that would be the shit right there. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> That's a good one to end that rat worm. Yeah, I was going to say, I, that, I don't I have enough so. time in this wormhole to go into detail on that one. <laughs> right. All right. Right yeah, on, smiling. Am Amish and some uh, other stuff to the wormhole now. Gorilla hail. Gorilla hail. Don't forget about the gorilla hail, man. Gorilla hail is star shit. Gorilla no, hail. It's real shit, man. The earth pop <laughs> meteors is. That happened down in Texas. If anybody wants to check that shit out, man, look it up, man. It's, it's, it's a trick. Yeah, I'm going to look up gorilla hail. Yeah. Never heard of it before, but they called it out today. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. You All right, then. Body on me to send it. I'm gonna... Yeah, I'm going to jump out. Right. Smiley, it's... thanks for hopping on, giving everybody a chance to come out. I know Eagle had things he had to get done. So yeah. that's uh, that's very important. He, he was talking about getting his uh, shit lined up again. So Red Pill, always awesome. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. Guys. Everybody yep. in chat, see ya. Great wormhole, guys. Yep. Peace out, Smiley. Have a good one, Rico. Yep. Peace out, Eagle. If you can hear me in the background. Good night. Cheers, guys. I think he's logged in anymore. I think it was the end of it. So. Yeah, cool, everybody. It was fun hanging out, man. Another uh, wormhole down. So we got Sunday now. I hope everybody has a great Sunday. Sundays are great, man. There's a whole lineup of shows. So catch your favorite shows on Sundays. <laughs> Hope everybody has a great one, though. It was a good time. So, peace and love. And, uh, oh, uh, random acts of kindness do save lives. So, if you can do something nice, do something nice for somebody, even if it's just saying hello. So. <laughs>